Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for another episode of Coffee and Conversations, where we look at the intersection between relationships, faith, and leadership. I am one of your co-hosts, Michael Clark. And I'm Christian Harden. Thanks for joining us. Right. I'm so excited for today's episode. We have another special guest we, in studio today. We Christian. do. He's from Maxwell House. <laughs> Just. Guys, guys. Seriously. This is not how you're supposed to start. He's about to, he's about to walk out. He's the man behind the coffee. He is the man behind the coffee. Of our conversations. And I'm excited to have him here. So uh, let's welcome Colin Napier. Hey, guys. It's good to be here. Michael, Christian. Yeah. We're Man. excited. You're here, and you're making the coffee this week. Uh, I made a he good always batch. makes the coffee, but yeah. he actually made he, the coffee. He provided yeah. the coffee and provided the actual cup. Yeah. Not the good cup, today. but it's in the cup. We are <laughs> sipping on a delicious cup of medium-roasted Ethiopian Yerkachev. Ooh. Yeah. This is the one where I start looking. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm, there we go. Mm. Here I was, yeah, making fun of you about that. <laughs> yeah. So this is the one where I start looking for the uh, KGB again in it. Yeah. When we say that name. Yeah. Gary He thinks it's Russian. It definitely sounds. Oh, okay. It sounds like the spies are yeah. listening now to our podcast. <laughs> well, anyways, thank you, Colin, for providing the coffee each and every week. Uh, hopefully we can roll out a code here soon. Uh, that way that yeah. we know our listeners are listening when they show up to the coffee truck on Saturday mornings. Or online when they shop and buying all that coffee up. That's oh, right. Yeah, we want to make sure folks are listening. Get a sweet discount. Yeah, but anyways, Colin, why don't you give us a little background about yourself, where you grew up, things you did? Definitely. Uh, so I am from Memphis, Tennessee, opposite side of the state. Um, I've got three brothers. Uh, grew up in a, a Christian family, Christian home, and uh, man, we lived out in the country, which was awesome. Uh, I got some good like playtime as a kid that was like out in the woods just discovering nature just like good wholesome uh like play and it was it was awesome and uh so i am the one of the middle kids um two older brothers alden bryce youngest brother is davis and uh growing up with with three brothers man we were playing pickle in the yard wrestling um dude we were we were wild, man. We we had lots of uh, good wrestling matches, and uh, so yeah, man. Um, my dad was a um, brick mason contractor, mm. ran his own business. We had a lawn service, so being kind of an op- entrepreneur, uh, running your own business was something that I was familiar with. Uh, the the goods and the bads, the stressful and the happy moments. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah. Uh, one of my earliest memories was uh, we so we built a house kind of out in the country in Memphis, and uh, me and my dad built our fireplace, our brick fireplace, and uh, so through the whole building process of that house, I was homeschooled too, so I was like able to be do my work whenever and uh, come and help build the family home uh, with my dad, and uh, I wore the same boots every day you know it's like a kid you're like man i got my sweet pair of sneakers <laughs> i had a sweet pair of boots and uh so I, I wore those same boots for like 10 months as we were building the house and uh helping hand my dad every brick to our fireplace and 
by the end, by the time our home was built, um, and my, my boot, the sole of it, it looked like it had a mouth because it was just like <laughs> flopping around the very bottom of the boot. We say nice. that's when your shoes are talking. <laughs> yeah. yeah they, they I, I recently oh. mowed with a shoe like that. Your shoe was talking? Yeah. Yeah. It's, that's hard. You keep tripping. Yeah, I did. That's it, awesome, though. It is hard to walk around in a shoe that's talking. Yeah. yeah. But uh, I, I memorialized that boot. So I actually have it like in a wooden box. Oh, you're serious? I'm dead serious. That's yeah. amazing. My That's aunt so good. kept this boot and she put it in a wooden box <laughs> for me to like keep. To me, I look at that and I'm like, man, that's just learning work ethic as mm. like a kid. That's like the yeah. symbol yeah. of learning how to do that. So wow, that's so, so good. good. Yeah, so yeah, good. Man. It's interesting just to hear how many of the things of growing up yeah. I can see already playing into his own life. Like willing to start a business and have a kid the same year that he was sharing kind of yeah. off off mic earlier. And I'm like, he, he saw this. Yeah. He saw this. He saw that it was possible. Yeah. And, and like you said, the good, the bad. That's he's, that's really neat. He's yeah. totally okay with getting to where his boots are talking, yes. working so hard. <laughs> <laughs> it's been ingrained in him as he built that fireplace. Yeah. <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Um, so we heard about where you grew up. What are some key moments in your life? I guess the boot talking, but is there anything else that kind of got to got you to where you are today? Um, and what are you currently involved in? So tell us yeah. a little bit about that. Um, man, kind of like what I was saying uh, with growing up with three brothers that really shaped me. We had a family lawn service, and we started that uh, probably like in the early 2000s, so like probably 2002 or three. Um, and my, my parents just needed some extra income. Mm-hmm. And so, uh, so all the boys started running this lawn service and my oldest brother, <laughs> That's great. my oldest brother, Alden, man, uh, a for Alden and for type a, he is like drill sergeant, uh, you know, born leader. And I'm just like, dude, can I get some lunch today? Like we're running this lawn service and, uh, and he's just like, we got to cut 25 yards today. Uh, and at lunchtime, I'm like, dude, I, I need my, I'm pretty sure the government requires me to have a 30 minute break. <laughs> Can we swing by Taco Bell? Cause I, I need a chicken quesadilla. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, he, he helped shape definitely just like work, work ethic, getting the job done. Uh, we, we had a lot of fun too, uh, doing that. So that definitely shaped me as far as just like working hard cutting grass in memphis like weather yeah uh the, the southern delta brother that is a level of humility <laughs> humidity that is just a uh, drink insane yeah um man something else that really shaped me too and just my faith uh my parents went through a really difficult time uh when i was in college and that same home that i helped build we foreclosed on and we we had to sell or get rid of. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I was in college and I had just met my future wife, Megan. And I'm like, hey, babe, you want to come meet my mom and hang out with my brothers as we unpack all of our stuff in our family home? And we did this over Thanksgiving uh, break. Oh, <laughs> so, dang. Wow. Uh, but to me, man, it was just like the Lord was telling me, you have to let go of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, these quote unquote prize possessions that you, you know, save up for and buy and like you have to let go of the value that you have of that and just truly trust in the Lord to provide you your um, your strength and and just knowing that in his strength we can get through anything. And it's in those moments that we can truly just like trust and rely on him. So yeah. I don't mean to bring dude, we 
uh, with that story, it's kind of a sad story, but yeah, um, there's so much like hope in in like getting through that and just being able to trust in Christ for your um, for your foundation rather than just like a home, you know. Yeah, and those are key moments um, from you know building the house that you live in, building to your shoe talk to losing that and feeling that and then um did megan go with you on thanksgiving break yeah she did that's <laughs> awesome that's how yeah, she, she met the family unpacking <laughs> yeah yeah well yeah. i'm just i mean maybe that's she's a, like i don't want to spend my thanksgiving break yeah unpacking that's awkward yeah no, not the best time to meet your future mother-in-law <laughs> yeah not the best of circumstances for no. sure but i think that's really i think sometimes we think oh man these high moments are when we are made and formed and fashioned, but really, it's it's the low moments. It's the points when we hit rock bottom, honestly, yeah. that determine our, our next steps more than anything. Mm-hmm. And um, gosh, I can I can relate to that personally. I can mm-hmm. I can look back in the wake of my family's uh, history, and I can see that yeah, those were those were the pivotal moments. That's that those were the the, the times that you're either going this way or that way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really powerful, though. Definitely. Yeah. I appreciate you being vulnerable and willing to share that, being yeah. real about that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I was just reading over that question before. I'm thankful that you all kind of prepped me with that. And I was just really thinking, like, you know, what the memory that stands out to me the most is that one. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, truly shaping me. Me and Megan, you know, we've got a house now. And, you know, we're thinking about building and adding on. And so it's really that experience. And I'm like, you know, homes are great. Uh, homes are awesome. But the the whole idea of, like, you know, we're building our forever home, you know, that just doesn't hold as much, you know, weight and value uh, to me anymore. But you know what doesn't help is my wife works for HGTV. And so she's, <laughs> she's, she's, she's coming stuff. home. She's like, oh, my God, this ship lap. We got to do some ship lap. Yeah. yeah, the boxes that she's now unpacking are totally different. Yeah, yeah. she's she's ready yeah, to she's got build that forever home. Yeah, she yeah. It's, she's it's seen a, it every day. With the gains. It's a challenge. That's right. That's right. Yeah, oh, that's so funny. Man. Yeah, so it's really cool to hear, um, and through all that, and then even to today, what are some of, of the most influential people, positive or negative, that have kind of appeared into your life? Man, um, my dad is definitely somebody that uh, has been a huge influence in me in uh, shaping my, enough. Said I feel like I've said work ethic quite yeah. a bit, but, uh, you know, from day zero of being born to, uh, you know, now I'm 30, 31. Mm-hmm. I hate to admit that. <laughs> uh, and just, just seeing him work and go through, you know, struggles and, uh, and come out on the other side still, uh, with a very strong faith and being willing, I think just like somebody that is humble, you know, and can say like, you know, these are my weaknesses and this is, you know, things that have happened. Mm-hmm. Uh, my dad has been somebody that has fortunately been, uh, humble enough to have those conversations with a son that can be difficult yeah um but then also just seeing him you know strive and work super hard uh that had definitely shaped me um man dude my wife has that's awesome to say like my wife is somebody for me that has uh just been such an impact of encouraging me through two years of starting a business, um, raising a child, you know, he's two now and, uh, just being somebody, you talk about somebody that is like your champion, you know, that's the type of person that through anything is just going to be there through, through me 
using half of our kitchen for all my coffee supplies and stuff is still like cheering me on and uh, and still wants to be my wife at the end of the day. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, man, those are two people that I would say um, have really influenced me. I've got a third, but it's up to you, man. I'm yeah, go dude. for it. Let's hear it. Dude, my – so uh, my brother Alden, the type A, the type A one, um, he – is just a he's a businessman so he grew up and uh now he is a ceo of a credit counseling company um and he went on to get his master's and so whenever i have any like business questions you know i don't have the the expensive sheet of paper on the wall of my mba but he does and so i mean i can just always call him and get advice and uh, he's also someone that's just so unwavering in their faith and, and a very humble person as well. So um, it's nice to be able to call your brother and uh, have that relationship with him and, and somebody that's gonna, really going to speak into your life, but also be like, dude, this is where I've screwed up, whether it's parenting or uh, being a CEO of a company, yeah. um, you know, learning from his mistakes and also from his successes. So right. that's brother really Alden. Cool. That's really cool. Yeah, man. He's it sounded like I could already hear that uh, forming during the, the lawn business. Yeah. Like there was that relationship <laughs> there that – um, it was still it's still value today, which is really cool. Now, yeah. did you all always um, plan on starting your own business? Was that kind of your plans? No. Uh, so no. how'd you get there? Not at all. I yeah, good question. So I got my degree from UT in history. I went on to get my master's in teaching. I taught high school. That was my plan. You know, I I, okay. I grew up playing football. Okay, so I wanted to become a teacher so that I could coach football. The, that te- was, the teacher coach. Yeah, man, yeah. teacher coach. <laughs> uh, give me an easy class and then let me go That's out. Right, <laughs> coach. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so that was really the plan. My first job coming out of college was at the Ellen and STEM Academy. Great school. What do they not have as a football team? And uh, so (laughs) there's no field down there. No field. No, just World's Fair Park, which all they're playing is. It's always stay off the lawn. Yeah. Signs are always up. Yeah. We're having a we're having something out there. You got to protect the grass. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So I just I accepted the first job that came my way, which is at the STEM Academy. Uh, Taught there. That's actually how I got to know Christian a little bit. We didn't have many conversations, but. You were Not out from there afar. With, yeah. Yeah. You were out there with Young Life. Mm-hmm. Um, Playing football on the World's Fair Park and lawn. Yeah. yeah. It was actually Frisbee. Spike ball. Spike ball. Spike ball. Yeah. Man, y'all had some killer spike ball games out there. I know. They got really good really fast. <laughs> yeah. They were really good. So I taught there for two, two or three years. Um, and then, you know, I was, I had always liked coffee, um, but as I was kind of challenging my students, I taught a leadership class, challenging them to pursue their dreams and, um, you know, aim high and, you know, go after their goals. I I was just really getting that itch to uh, do something with coffee, you know, go out and start a business. So I I bought a commercial coffee roaster, I think while I was still teaching, Um, I just saved up, saved up money. And um, I got to a point where I was just like, man, I, I, I was definitely naive. Oh my gosh, was I naive to quit my job <laughs> and go after uh, a business pursuit? But yeah, I, after so I stopped teaching and uh, worked a few jobs. I quickly realized, you idiot, you don't have enough money <laughs> to start a business. <laughs> what are you doing? 
Uh, so I worked a couple of construction jobs, uh, or just one, but several jobs with the same guy. Then I, uh, I quickly realized, man, I need some cash to uh, invest in some more equipment and really uh, delve into a good business plan. So I got some insurance licenses and sold insurance for State Farm uh, for two years. Did that with a buddy of mine who was the agent. And, um, and then after that, and it was always kind of the, I told him up front, you know, like, I'm gonna go start a coffee business. Um, so he wasn't like, dude, what are you, what are you doing? I thought you're gonna be here for yeah, 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 all your life. Those are always awkward. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, after two years, I had saved up some money with that job. Went on to build a a sweet little camper uh, and made that into a mobile coffee cart. So which is really cool. Yeah, nice. yeah. thanks, man. I've seen it downtown. Yeah. So t- why why coffee? How'd you get on that kick? I uh, experienced a really good cup of coffee uh, in college, and it's the same coffee that we're drinking today. It was the Ethiopian Yergachev, and it just was so powerful of an experience to like drink something that you think is going to taste like coffee, and yet it tastes tasted like blueberries. It just it was a you know it was a whole another culinary experience for me. Um, which I was just really into food in general. Uh, but to be able to taste a good cup of coffee, I was like, man, I want to replicate this. I want to show other people um, how good coffee can taste and how little they know about it and kind of make that an educational experience for them in order to just get more people into specialty coffee. You know, yeah. um, People like Christian here who are, you know. He's hooked. He's hooked on He's it, hooked. man. I've been hooked for a while. <laughs> hooked yeah. on it. <laughs> so yeah, I uh, it, it just motivated me and it inspired me and that's uh, really cool. And you know, you just think about what we're doing now. I mean, having a solid conversation over a cup of coffee. How many people out there do the same thing? It's it's a drink that is um, it, it fuels conversations. Yeah, it does. you know, it provides the atmosphere. Uh, it is kind of the vessel in which we come together and just get to know each other on a deeper level that's so good um yeah, yeah. it definitely as you're talking i'm like it, it is it's a it's a shared drink that brings people together on yeah. a daily basis mm-hmm. across this nation across this world yeah which you know in 2020 we need more of that yeah we, we need something need that will bring us together yeah mm-hmm. maybe it's the coffee bean maybe it's the coffee yeah. yeah i think of like new york like oh i'm going to grab coffee you want to come with me you're probably not going to sit and talk in new york city but in knoxville how many times do i get asked uh, hey do you want to grab coffee yeah. From my Johnson students, that even if they don't like coffee, it's become that phrase of "let's get together." Yeah, mm-hmm. I want to. I want to meet with they you. They get have tea. Conversation. Yeah, they may get tea, but or or even one of those ice blended beverages. Yeah, yeah we won't talk about <laughs> right. Nolan, yeah. <laughs> that you pay with your man card. Is that what you're saying? Uh, oh, okay, we might have to cut that. <laughs> we might have to cut that. <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. That's interesting. Yeah. I worked my way through uh, graduate school for um, the man Starbucks. And my wife mm. despised the fact that I worked for who she called the coffee Nazis. <laughs> Affectionately, she called them that because she had run a coffee and wine shop in North Carolina, oh, local wow. only, you know, served um, in the furniture mart there, which was huge in Hickory. Um, and yeah. so she came here with a totally different experience than what mm-hmm. I was having. I was like, yeah, I'm working on my coffee masters and we're doing pairings and tastings and, you know, holding them in the store. And she's like, yeah, yeah you're, you're totally buying in. 
you drink the Kool-Aid. <laughs> you drink the Kool-Aid. You know, while you can. Yeah. <laughs> Which everybody has their, their opinions about, you know, especially big corporations and coffee and the way they roast. Or, and not all roasting is the same. Yeah. Like not all coffee yeah. tastes. You, I could give the same bean mm-hmm. to five different people. And the process they put it through makes it taste remarkably different. Yes, yeah. which is incredible. But I love that you're using your uh, your drive for history, understanding mm-hmm. maybe a region, what's gone into it, uh, teaching. You want people to understand and experience something, but it's around something that's bringing us together, which is really cool. Yeah, I yeah. like I like the full picture there in your in your life. That's really yeah. neat. I'm yeah. glad that you're getting that. I feel like I'm. I'm glad that it's being communicated and you're you're getting that. Yeah, so, absolutely. Awesome. Yeah, and other people hopefully are hearing it today. Yeah. So the big question for 2020 is, well, what's it been like coming into this year with all these expectations? Um, I know what they were, but I'll let you kind of tell the listeners of what your hopes were for 2020 and how. <laughs> wow, and how that um, maybe got put on hold. Yeah, man, it's a it's been a weird year for everybody you know and uh, people in food service uh, businesses who have tried to you know pivot and try to get their product into customers hands in a different way Um, yeah yeah it's been been a challenging and year that I've learned a lot uh, you know kind of like all over again so backtrack to 2019 was the first full year I was in business with a mobile coffee cart, coffee mm-hmm. camper, whatever we want to call it. Um, first year at the farmer's market, first year doing a lot of catering and, you know, my expectations from for 2020 was, man, let's build off of that. We had a really good year. We did tons of catering jobs. Some of those were with huge corporations here in Knoxville, yeah. like Discovery Network. Uh, we went out there and served. You were with me, man. Yeah. We went out there and served 500 people. I got 36 gallons of milk to uh, a place. Uh, you know, talk about logistical uh, craziness. That was wild. It was wild, <laughs> man. We we did some work, um, but yeah, in 2020, man, those jobs have not been around. Um, everybody's working from home, mm-hmm. so there are no longer places for me to go to with the camper to serve employees, which is kind of what I did last year. Um, What has happened on the flip side, though, is the other side of my business roasting all the coffee with more people being at home, that side of my business has really increased and and it has been a good good thing. Um, Also, you know, my overall goal is to end up in a physical location uh, and, and getting a brick and mortar store. And so that all that's kind of been held off too. Cause, um, for me, my, unless it's a drive through, uh, venue, um, opening up a brick and mortar store is a little bit tricky right now with uh, getting a loan and a bank saying, yeah, we're going to trust you with our money to open up a place where you really need a bunch of foot traffic and people to walk into and feel safe and comfortable. Uh, so, <laughs> So yeah, it's man, it's been tough, you know, with those expectations going into a year and and wanting to sit down at, you know, your kitchen table and look your wife in the face and her feel like I'm proud of you, husband. Uh, you know, you're you're providing the bacon. Uh and this year hasn't necessarily built on last year as I was hoping. <clears throat> but um still hopeful, man. Yeah. You know, twenty twenty one we're all wanting that to get here as soon as possible. As we're all soon fingers as possible. crossed. Amen. As Gosh. soon as possible. 
And so I'm hearing a brick and mortar is is still in in view. Is there a particular area you know folks are listening? I'm keeping that secret, brother. Oh, don't no. let the cat out of the bag. <laughs> no, that's absolutely fine. No, I I live in Fountain City. Okay. Everybody that I talk to is like, man, Fountain City needs a coffee shop, and I would absolutely love to be that guy. Uh, commercial real estate in Fountain City is a little bit tricky, but mm. yep. there may be some stuff popping up. Uh, popping up, we'll we'll see. Um, I've thought about the Bearden area um, at this point. Uh, just. You know, places where there's not too much competition sure. already. So of a local shop. Yeah. And then a place that a bank's willing to get behind. Yeah. Yeah. Bank's willing to get behind, has good, you know, demographics and all the numbers yeah. match up for success. So So Colin, you're a leader. You're you've been a leader, um, to your to students, uh, and then also in the work field, uh, with Bryn. I see it when either when I'm showing up on Saturdays or when we work, um, when we have worked at Discovery, and it, mm-hmm. it is chaotic, uh, but you're, like, holding the fort down. Um, so what aspects of relationship or leadership do you see as a deficit in this country? That's a big question from a, as a coffee guy, but we always yeah. – that's part of the, the conversation is with leadership. So Yeah, man, for sure. Um, for me, it's just uh, there aren't too many leaders – that I see in public um, or that I have experienced personally that um, don't let their level of authority, uh, they kind of like let their level of authority just go way up and, and their their amount of humility that they are uh, projecting to employees or to the people that are beneath them. Uh, I don't, right now, I, I just wish I could see somebody that uh, could communicate in a humble way and not let their, you know, pride get get over them. or um, And so that's kind of a deficit. I would just say humility uh, right now, seeing a, a leader that is humble enough. Um, yeah. That's really good because you already, I, I almost wondered if that wasn't going to be your answer because you already mentioned that trait in your brother. Mm-hmm. And I'm curious, is this something you also see in your dad? Yeah, oh, for sure. Um, yeah, cause my, my dad ran his own business, uh, in construction and, uh, in 2008, which was really the real estate crash, uh, it was my freshman year, sophomore year of college. Um, that was just a tough time, man. That was a really tough time to run your own business in Memphis, which is already an area that economically was struggling. And then to have the real estate bubble pop, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, so he ha- he works a completely different job now, which is great um, for him. But yeah, definitely able to see in my dad a level of humility for business-related things as well as spiritual-related uh, things that he's been able to have really good conversations about and not try to not try to hide it, not try to sweep it under the rug, um, but to have teachable lessons with his son yeah. that put him in a light where he's not being prideful. He's not trying to put a facade of greatness over him and, and he's willing to kind of step down eye to eye and say, son, you know, these are some things that you can really um, learn from me. And that has been, you know, my level of respect for my dad in that moment. 
oh man, skyrockets. Yeah. You know, to see him being willing to have that conversation with me, it's huge. That's, it's huge. And that's, that's all great. I can ask for from a father. Yeah. So yeah, took, took a lot of struggles to get yeah. there. So was, yeah. S- sometimes the humility that is learned as mm-hmm. well as uh, intrinsic yep. already there, but that's really powerful. I think right now our nation needs that um, more than anything. I wish I could say that we had a candidate running um, that was marked by humility, mm-hmm. um, but I feel like that's what we need. And <clears throat> excuse me. And and even even now, I feel like I was listening to a podcast last week talking about um, leading by the numbers uh, by your enneagram, mm-hmm. and uh, those that are leaders that we've seen even lead our nation uh, that were a nine that were peacemakers that could bring people together, whether it was global. And right now, our country needs it. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. if I was to vote for someone, I would like, I, I need candidates who are a nine. I, I need you to put them on the ballot mm-hmm. because we need to bring our nation together more yeah. than ever. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are strong leaders like Ronald Reagan, like even Bill Clinton, uh, Barack Obama. Th- they consider those people to be nines, to be peacemakers, to be able mm-hmm. to bring parties together, um, not to be Republican or Democratic, but to recognize what our nation needs yeah. uh, in this moment, in this hour. Yeah. But that's really neat that yeah. you see that as a deficit but it's also something I think that's been a strength in your family, mm-hmm. um, which is really neat. Yeah. It's really cool. Well, yeah. hey, we got a couple of rapid fire questions. This is where we just have a little bit of fun. Yeah. And we ask you some um, quick questions. Just first thing, top of mind, comes to your mind when okay. I ask you your favorite movie. Favorite, oh, dude, Braveheart. Oh. Dude, Scottish heritage, brother. A man, just action, adventure, Braveheart. Have we had like multiple Mel Gibson movies now? What was the first one? Like Patriot or something? Oh, he did say Patriot, yeah. yeah. So we're two two for two now this in a Mel Gibson movie. Yeah, I'm seeing a theme here. And All just right. a sidebar, not to, to to split up the rapid fire, but that's uh, you, your Scottish heritage is big. We need to talk on that before, as we wrap up. Yeah, for sure. Oh, that's for funny. Sure. That's funny. Does he have a kilt on underneath this? He does. <laughs> oh, my goodness. So we've also talked a lot about those that have influenced you, and, and family seems to be huge. But is there a, a book, something you're uh, reading or have read, or a person, uh, someone you're listening to, podcast sermons, whatever is uh, still influencing you now, um, anything like that? Yeah. Um, I most recently read a book. I'll be straight with you, dude. I, I'm not a big reader. Uh, so it takes, like, audible. It takes something that's more auditory for me to, like, listen to. I hear you. Uh, or else I'm just snoozing. It's all Z's. And I'm yeah. sitting in a chair just sleeping. And they're like, what did I read? But I listened to a David Platt book called Something's Gotta Change. That was a, a remarkable story about how he goes to um, the Himalayas on the foot of Mount Everest. He didn't climb Mount Everest. I was kind of expecting the book to get there. Uh, but he didn't do that. <laughs> but it's it's about a ministry that's going on uh, in the Himalayas. And uh, really neat neat story mm-hmm. makes you think about your faith in a whole new way that's yeah. awesome yeah David Platt's got some great great books out there definitely uh, you know ones that will be a little controversial make you think and challenge you mm-hmm. uh, what about your go-to comfort food being from Memphis man it's gonna be barbecue all right uh, that's a different kind of barbecue though it is a dry rub yeah uh, I love me some dry rub oh, man. sweet peas barbecue here sweet peas Come okay on. Knoxville Come man on. I will get behind them all day long. There's going to be a sweet I hear piece. FC's getting one. Oh, Fountain City is getting right my sweet house. piece. Yeah. It's going to be dangerous for Christian. It will be. So for my bank account and for my body. Yeah. Their yeah. barbecue burrito, not to get off topic, is fire. Yeah. It's so good. It's, it's good. So good. My go-to is just the ribs, mm. dry rub, Your mac bougie. and cheese. Yeah. yeah. 
I I go all out, man. That's when so I go there, I'm, I'm getting rids mac and cheese and greens. I'm, I'm Megan's bank account. Yeah, <laughs> you better believe it. Yeah, I'm I'm I'm, uh, I'm hoarding the tip jar for my uh, <laughs> for my sweet peas run for sure. That's so funny. good. That's so good. And there's such some great places in Memphis uh, to have yeah. great barbecue. I've never been to Memphis. Field trip. Yeah. Yep. When I think you we need a road one. Trip. Thank you, man. Definitely a road trip. Yeah, we can do that. Go see the pyramid. <laughs> Which is a Bass Pro Shop. Now. Yeah, so it's the most ridiculous Bass so Pro Shop I've ever been in. <laughs> yeah, I've I've yet to go in there. I've been yet, in. but I bet it's pretty cool. There's like you can like ride boats through it and a waterway. It's yeah, it's ridiculous. It's like Disney World. It's too much. It is. It is Disney Bass Pro style. So um, this is our seasonal question, which mm-hmm. you're serving us some, um, you know, black coffee here today. So I'm not sure if this is going to be a drink or something you eat, but your favorite fall or Christmas treat. Uh, it can be anything. So it doesn't have to be coffee related. It does not. It, yeah. If you say pumpkin spice latte, you might be paying with your main card as well. Today. <laughs> so <laughs> he goes to the PSL. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Everybody would be like, man, we're so let down. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he really the coffee roaster said a pumpkin spice latte. What? I can't buy his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Rip off, uh, man. So he was gonna say that, lady. <laughs> I totally put yeah, him in an awkward now, position. Now I'm thinking, what else can I say? <laughs> no, I was already uh, peppermint bark. Dude, love me some peppermint oh, bark. Okay. So I'm thinking of like Christmas yeah, time, absolutely. families together. Got a good cup of black coffee. And uh, yeah. nibbling on a little peppermint bark. Ben <laughs> Crosby's on in the corner. I'm, I'm yeah. seeing this yeah. picture. Fireplace and there. another fireplace that he has built. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. We've got the wool socks on. <laughs> the wool socks. Dude, you know it. Bearskin. Bearskin. Anyways. <laughs> We're getting weird over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Man, a good peppermint bark. That's good. Uh, I do like peppermint bark. What that's about a, you guys? That's not what I thought. What's, what about us? Um, is there something? We don't answer these questions. We just ask them. Uh, <laughs> yeah, okay. You tried to ask me last time. I was like, these aren't for me. <laughs> Stop going around the table. <laughs> I wasn't prepared. I wasn't prepared. <laughs> Can I don't know. What would be my favorite treat? seasonal? Mm. I feel like I answered it last week. You probably did. You probably came ready. I didn't remember. I don't remember what I said. You make a great chili, I have to admit. Yeah. I mean, we're in chilly weather. Yeah. It's yeah. perfect. And Christian, I had some of his watching the game Saturday. Chili's Ooh. on point every yeah. time. I heard y'all had a projector there. Yeah, there was. Pretty cool. And it was in Fountain City, yeah. in your neck of the woods. Mm-hmm. If it wasn't my son's two-year-old birthday party, I would have totally come and Yeah, whenever there. we have night games, I'm thinking about popping it up again. Yeah. Whether I have yeah. students there or not, just, just do it. It was fun. Be cool. So I think chili for me, too. Mm. I Chili's love chili. good. So you've worked with family. Um, you've done. You've you've started your own job as well. Is there like a funniest, most bizarre uh, work experience that you've had? Just like work experience? Yeah, yeah. In general, oh man, uh, this question I, I did not uh, think of anything. I'm trying to think of something that's on the fly um, of something that was super funny. This one's hard. This one's you know this one is challenging. Um, I, so when I was in high school, I took a trip uh, to Guatemala, and there were adult chaperones, and we just awkward high schoolers uh, tried to. We were making weird jokes. Two of these adult chaperones were single. I felt so. I feel so bad for them as an adult, but we were just like, you know, Bob and Karen, da, 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 you know, like we were like trying to get them together, gotcha. and I was like, man. 
we were just wrong. That was that was wrong. Uh, their names weren't Bob and Karen either. Thanks for protecting them. Yeah, I, I uh, protected them. They're actually good. together today. They are, you know. Yeah, <laughs> as a result of your jokes, it works. Good job. <laughs> yeah, that that's great. I didn't tell it very well, but uh, yeah, that's something that I kind of feel bad about making them feel so weird. That's uh, so funny. Yeah, but. They, I hope they are together. I need to look them up on Facebook. And see. <laughs> what if and Karen? What if it's a Bob and Karen profile page? That's going to be really interesting. Uh, yeah. But they're real names, of course. Yeah. Uh, Bob and Karen. Poor Karen. Poor, poor Karen. Karen. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. I guess that wraps up our our uh, rapid fire. Rapid Did a good job, fire. man. Thanks, we'll give, dude. I'll give you a four out of five. Okay. The, I appreciate that. Yeah, fifth one wasn't that funny. Yeah. That's all right. I, I was all right. We had a great one last time to set the, the oh, bar really. Oh, he had really... some mm. off, the, off the mic. Yeah. And I'm like, you they were told hilarious. five or six of these. Like, he could have gone all day. Yeah. <laughs> so, not <laughs> your fault. Go back you and just set the bar. Really uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, as we wrap up, um, what's one thing if you could accomplish or change uh, that's money personal changes uh would you want to see occur most i guess for you for your business um yeah one thing that i could accomplish or change and money's not a problem is what you're saying yeah uh, money's unlimited personal changes are all possible possible uh something that i want to see occur man my it's b- before we were talking we were talking about foster kids and uh my dad he was a foster kid and an orphan. Um, and so so that topic always just like inspires me. I, I would you know, sink all my money into getting kids' parents. Um, you know, no kid deserves to not feel loved, um, you know, out there or, or to have an adult in their life that is, you know, wrapping them up and yeah. loving them. So I, <laughs> it's not coffee related. Yeah, uh, no, it's it is just helping the orphans and foster kids feel loved. I don't know how to do that, but um, I don't know all the answers. But if I had unlimited resources, buddy, there'd be no orphans. <laughs> it's just yeah, yeah. I've been able to see, see it firsthand. You know, just kind of talking about my dad and just struggles that he is he has gone through, um, and knowing how uh, adult. Uh, leaders in his life as a child impacted him. So, hmm. yeah, I'm really encouraged uh, by you, Michael, of adopting two children, and uh, and man, that's so amazing and something that I'm definitely on board with. I hope that I can do something similar one day. So yeah, we'll yeah. see, man. In God's timing, absolutely. Yeah, that's really cool. That is cool. Um, Colin, what's next for you, man? Next five years, what are what are your hopes, dreams? Uh, where do you, like in five years from now, you wake up and you're going to, or you're doing what? Man, I want a store. I want a bigger coffee roaster. Um, my production size is fairly limited right now as far as how much coffee I can crank out in a roast. And uh, with that side of my business expanding, I really need a place to store all my inventory. Um, and then I'm a people person. Mm-hmm. Um, Stan is sitting behind a coffee roaster is not necessarily my ideal job. Um, greeting customers, serving delicious drinks, talking with people. That's what I love to do. Um, having repeat customers that I see at the farmer's market. I'm yeah. all about that. I, I get so jazzed and energized from those moments. So I want a physical space that I can go into. 
um, and be in and serve great coffee, have people uh, sitting down. Hopefully there will be a time and place where we can uh, sit closer than six feet apart um, and feel good about it. (laughs) That's the hope. Yeah. Uh, So that's kind of where I see myself in five years. Uh, There's weird, quirky, nerdy coffee competitions that I would like to be involved in. Uh, There's a Brewer's Cup. There's Roasters competitions. There's barista competitions. I think um, to take my business kind of to the next level, I would love to have uh, a team of employees, uh, just a a team of people who are working with me uh, and competing in coffee to kind of get to the next level of – uh, being out there and, and competing with our product and seeing how well it stands against the, the competition. So. Yeah. yeah, setting yourself apart. Yeah, for sure. That's awesome. That is awesome. And Loon will be seven, so you may be coaching soccer or something. <laughs> In five years. Yeah. When he's yeah. seven. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Five years from now. Well, yeah, flag football. Flag the Napiers football. are short, and so for me playing football uh, growing up, man, I, I would have done much better. I need, I'm, I'm trying to – I will try to push – my boy to to soccer baseball you know where being five seven isn't such a challenge no that's right an advantage (laughs) actually maybe penny won't be taller or as tall as him so when they do friendly when our arranged marriage works out yeah (laughs) yeah yeah we've we've already talked about it man yeah little penny you haven't seen loon but he's a stud he's gonna be a lady killer i'm trying to lock that down now (laughs) that's hilarious i think christian's Uh, just in it for the coffee to be honest uh, yeah (laughs) yeah maybe yeah, that's Anyways, what's one thing you wish you could go back and tell your 22-year-old self? Mm-hmm. Tell my 22-year-old self, man. I would just say um, you have so much free time as a 22-year-old. Man, you just don't even know. Uh, and you fast forward to having a two-year-old, a business, you're married. There is a lot uh fewer minutes hours in the day that you are able to invest in yourself in your faith uh getting in the word there's just a shorter window you have to be super intentional with that um with a child that wakes up every morning yep mama dad dad you man, you, you got to get up early in the morning to to be with your heavenly father in, in order to get uh what you need um and so as a 22 year old i would go back and just give that person, give me the reality of what's to come in order to say, man, just keep building on your spiritual foundation. Use this time, uh, have good routines and, uh, start that now rather than later. Yeah. Yeah. That's so rich. It's so good. Mm -hmm. And as we wrap up, you just want to give our listeners a, a little story, a history lesson of where the name Bryn came from. Of course. Oh, I was hoping of I'd hear course. this. Yeah. I'm so man. curious. Yeah. So my name, the the business name is called Bryn Coffee. Um, and I am uh, richly into my Scottish heritage. Uh, Napier is Scottish. Um, it means no peers. Uh, Napier. My mom is always telling me the history of our name <laughs> um now i don't believe that i don't have any peers that's silly um but uh my wife and i wanted to take a trip to scotland my brothers had already done two trips to scotland they didn't take me so i was like you know what guys you know see you later i'm yeah. going you know yeah. as an adult I'm, I'm gonna go uh i think i was probably in middle school when they went or something <laughs> but uh, me and megan went over to scotland 
we spent a week and a half there. We went to Ireland, Scotland, and it was during the time of my business where I didn't have a name yet, and I was really wanting to find a Celtic word, something that stuck out that I could use. So we're driving um, our rental car that we got, by the way. It showed up on like my credit card thing as like it's going to be a Ford Focus, right? And I'm like, oh, okay, that's cool. Like, that, no. <laughs> get to the rental car place. They give me a keys to an Audi, this sweet little hatchback uh, Audi. And I'm like looking at Megan. And I'm like, Sheesh, girl, you you better buckle up because we're about to have some fun on these back roads <laughs> of Scotland. So driving in our little Audi, a blast, past this billboard uh, that's called a Bryn Mills. Uh, Bryn Mills, I think it was a bread company. Uh, and Megan was like, wow, that's, that's a really neat name. I wonder what Bryn stands for. And so we, you know, whipped out Google and uh, quickly learned that Bryn is a Celtic word that means of the hills. Uh, I think it's either a Welsh or a Gaelic word, um, but it means of the hills. And so that just inspired me because, you know, I think about where coffee comes from. It is from the hills of country south of the equator, uh, not Scotland. Um, but there was a way for me to tie in my Scottish Celtic uh, heritage stuff that I'm, I love yeah. and, uh, and use that word to talk about where geographically where coffee comes from. Yeah, that's so, really cool. Such a cool story. One thing that that's I didn't cool. know is there was going to be a lot of girls that were named Bryn. And uh, so I have a huge fan base of brands. Yeah. Which is, it's great. It works in your favor. 20, 20, 20 brands are constantly yeah. just buying subscription coffees. Yeah. That's hilarious. I wish. More like subscription vanilla iced uh, lattes uh, with oat milk. Uh, yeah, that's the yeah. PSL. That's, yeah. Most brands are going for that. <laughs> um, that's so funny. And yeah, so as we are finally landing this plane, will you tell us where the listeners can find your coffee, find you uh, on Saturdays? Where can they get of course. brand coffee? So uh, you can, if you're wanting a bag of coffee, you can go on to brendcoffee.com and order a bag. You can subscribe. Uh, you can get coffee uh, at a discount if you subscribe for bi-weekly or a month. I roast all the coffee that week before I ship it to you. And so by far the freshest coffee you can get. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a variety of coffees on there. It kind of rotates. So I, I like to get coffees that are freshly harvested from the origin and get on there. Um, if you are wanting to just buy a cup of coffee, come find me at the farmer's market in Knoxville. It's called the Nourish Knox Farmer's Market. Uh, right now, it is at the uh, Knoxville Coliseum, uh, which is, yeah, just look that up. And if you come on a Saturday from 9 to 1, I'm there. And you can't miss me because I'm like the first uh, coffee cart that's out there. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. They don't even have to go into the garage. They can park on the street. They can come, park on the street. Come and get you. Then go Walk right back. Up. Yeah. Yep. It's pretty awesome. awesome. Good setup. Yeah. That's great. We'll have more of that information in the description. In the description. And as always, if you guys want to reach out to us, any suggestions, comments, uh, feel free to at, um, wow, help me out, Coffee Convos Podcast at gmail.com. That'll That's also right. be in the description. Uh, you can find out how to spell Bryn correctly because mm-hmm. I'm afraid people are going to start spelling it with an I instead yeah. of a Y. It's a Y. Yep. But, it's a Y. Uh, yeah. And two N's. Crazy. It's a wild Crazy. Wild. Well, sweet. Colin, we appreciate you coming on here, talking with us about your business and your faith and leadership. Yeah. So Thank you all for having me. Thanks to all the listeners on here. Keep listening. I uh, appreciate you guys. Keep doing what you're doing. This is fun. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Awesome. Well, until next time. Mm-hmm.